Terrible. Hello, ho, ho, friend. Merry Christmas. Aha. Or should I say happy Yuletide? This episode does, of course, come out on the shortest day of the year. If, like me, you've chosen the northerly of the two lateral hemispheres available to you. So I hope you're in full hibernation mode, or at the very least, giving it only the bare minimum at work today. The cupboard welcomes you warmly in. Take a seat there under the quizzle toe. That's enough of that. I've got one of those Netflix fire videos on the old LCD. Let's settle in and pursue some seasonal trivia. I'm John, as you know, and once again, I've gathered some winter fuel for your brain in the form of 20 trivia questions split like logs into four easy-to-burn rounds. Beginning, all logic tells me, with round one, which is called False Instruments. You hear five instrumental song intros with the extra layer of difficulty that the instrumentation has been changed in amusing fashion by me and Gary the MIDI keyboard. You tell me the name of the song and the original artist for a point each. Question one, then, sadly, wasn't always on the wah-wah clavinet. Here it is. Sounds pretty festive to me. Just to reiterate, then, I'm, there are two points on offer. One for the name of that song and one for the original artist who did not play it on Wawa Clavinet. Question two is here then on French horns, sounding rather nice. It's got some meat behind it, isn't it? Four. Right, question three on dog sounds like this. <coughs> Beautiful. I hope your pet isn't too angry with that one. Name of the song and artist as usual, please. Question four on the sitar. might be the harder of the five i'm not exactly sure i suspect that christmas music more than any other relies uh, on where you're from however i think you'll get this one on uh, ho 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 here is question five <laughs> yeah there it is right i hope you've got five artists and five song titles written down for round one that draws us to a close for that one let's hear what round two is after this what does a turkey do when he flies upside down? When he flies upside down? He gobbles up. Of course. He gobbles up. When he flies upside down. Okay, second the best is satisfyingly round two this week. Here I give you a category as each question. You can either give me the number one thing that fits in that category for one point or go for the number two thing, often more difficult, if you want the maximum two points. For example, if the category was Christmas gifts my true love gave to me, a partridge in a pear tree would get you one point as the first 
thing on the list, but to get two points, you'd have to instead say two turtle doves or turtle doves. You only give one answer, use it well. They're all Christmassy again, obviously. So number one is most popular main meat for Christmas dinner in the UK. This is according to a YouGov poll in 2020. The vegetarian alternative got third place here with 8% of people saying they took that. So that's no good to you here. I'm looking for either the most popular main meat in a Christmas dinner or the second most popular, preferably. Question two, animals mentioned in the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. This is the poem whose first line is Twas the night before Christmas. Chronological order, so either the first animal mentioned or the second animal mentioned. As in, by my count, there are four mentioned in the text of that poem. Tell me the first or second, please. Question three, countries with land closest to the North Pole. So if we imagine a hypothetical circle expanding outwards from the North Pole, which country's land would it hit first or indeed second? This, of course, isn't uh, counting any land occupied by Father Christmas. Question four, music. It's simply Christmas songs with the most different versions on Spotify. So versions by the most number of different artists on Spotify of Christmas songs, either the most covered or the second most covered Songs about Christmas. And question five, highest grossing Christmas films ever. Give me the first or the second on that list. This is by total worldwide box office earnings. I'm pretty sure not adjusted for inflation. Just looking at the top 36 list on Wikipedia that I've taken this from, there's nothing in that top 36 before the 1980s. So really old ones like It's a Wonderful Life, not on the list. That one was a bit of a box office flop anyway, I think. So question five, highest grossing Christmas films ever. And that's the end of round two. Think, scratch heads, write answers. I'll be back in just a tick. <laughs> wow. Round three, and it's time, I think, for a slightly stupid round. No, not the reversed audio round. I realise it's Christmas for you as well as me. Now, in my family, one of our festive traditions is that when someone reads a cracker joke during Christmas dinner, someone has to guess the punchline before we can move on. You can't just say, I don't know, and get given the answer. Come to think about it, this sort of thing explains a lot about me. Anyway, the round is called Merry Cracks, and it's simple. I read the setup to a cringeworthy Christmas cracker joke and you tell me the punchline for two points. Now, obviously, word for word might be asking a bit much here. So if you feel you got the idea of the joke, even if the wording isn't exact, feel free to reward yourself pointfully as you see fit. Points and goodwill to all, as they say. So question one is, what did Adam say the day before Christmas? What did Adam say the day before Christmas? Question two. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? Some of them won't have the word Christmas in the joke. What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back is question two. Question three. Why did the snowman rummage through the pile of carrots? One more time. Why did the snowman rummage through the pile of carrots? Question four. Why does Santa hate getting stuck in a small chimney? Think about it. Why does Santa hate getting stuck in a small chimney. And question five, I promise is the last one. It goes like this. Why does Kate Bush need to turn the heating off? 
Why does Kate Bush need to turn the heating off? Right then, um, answers for that will come at the end of the quiz. Like all the other answers, be prepared to say goodbye to your unsplit sides. But before all the answers, there's the small matter of round four. Let's see what that is. Double Jeopardy, where the scores can really change? Oh, it's a beat the host. You'll remember it from last week. A guest questioner gives us five questions to which the answers are all numerical and, hopefully, hard to get exactly right. I guess, you guess, and if you're less wrong than me, you get the points. This week's special guest could only be... Ho, ho, ho! Hello, John, and hello to the listeners of the Quiz Cupboard. It's me! Father Christmas, Santa Claus, Saint Nick, Papa Noel, and I'm here to play Beat the Host. I had a small break in my schedule between reindeer training and gift distribution planning, and I thought, what better way to take my mind off things and to cozy down to a quiz? John, you know how I love a quiz. I could tell your listeners about that time we were competing at the North Pole Jazz Lounge, but... I'll save that for another time. Right, down to the questions. Question number one. We all know I like to give presents, but if you were the recipient of the gifts in the 12 days of Christmas, how many gifts would you receive in total? Question number two. Now, we all know I like a little snack whilst I'm out delivering gifts. But according to Good Housekeeping magazine, how many mince pies are eaten in the UK on average last Christmas? Question number three. When I'm out flying around the world, I love to see all of the different decorations, but I particularly love the Rockefeller tree in New York City. Now, how many lights does it take to cover the Rockefeller tree? Question number four. After a long day of delivering gifts, I love to cozy down to my Christmas dinner, but I particularly love the crackers on the table. Now, sometimes if I'm feeling particularly luxurious, I like to buy my crackers from Fortnum and Mason. If you were to buy your crackers from Fortnum and Mason, what is the top-end price range of their luxury crackers featuring gifts such as a tea towel, a champagne bottle topper, and a tea timer. And finally, question number five. After a long day and night of delivering gifts, and then after my Christmas dinner, I like to sit and put my feet up and watch the television. Now, one of my favourite programmes was Only Fools and Horses, which always had great Christmas specials. In 2001 was the most watched episode of Only Fools and Horses on Christmas Day ever. How many people watched that Christmas special? Yes, there he is, Père Noël himself. Father Christmas with some Christmas head scratches. Just to briefly repeat, we're after five numbers here. Question one, how many gifts in the 12 days of Christmas in total? Question two was... How many mince pies were eaten last Christmas in the UK? Question three, how many lights on the Rockefeller tree in New York? 
Uh, question four, how much do posh London shop Fortnum and Mason sell their top-end crackers for? And question five, how many people watched the 2001 Christmas special of the wildly popular British sitcom Only Fools and Horses? I don't yet know the answers to any of these. I've had my guess. Have yours while this music plays, and I'll see you for the answers. You go, you, you go and have yourself, you go and have yourself a Merry Christmas! Cast your mind back to round one, which was the False Instruments Christmas special. Let's hear these intros again, and I've stitched them on to the beginning of the real song. I will also helpfully, verbally, tell you what the answers are as well. But let's listen to, that'll be fun. Yes, indeed. Question one. The answers were Step Into Christmas. That's the name of the song for one point. And Elton John, the original artist for your second point there. And if you didn't get that, you're a... Just kidding. Although I can't vouch for Elton. Question two sounded like this. Christmas Yep, it's Fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues featuring Kirsty McCall. Look, it's Christmas. If you said either of those two artists, The Pogue or Kirsty McCall, that is a point for you for the uh, artist. And the song again, Fairy Tale of New York. Here was number three, The Dog. I'll uh, I'll cut out most of it, don't worry. The child is a king, the caroler sings. It's Britain's most Christian man, Cliff Richard, with the song Mistletoe and Wine. That was a Christmas number one in the UK and Ireland. Apologies if you haven't heard it, depending where you're from. Uh, Originally, it was in a musical, I learned, looking this up, called the musical called Scraps, based on the Little Match Girl story. So if you said Scraps for an artist, or the Little Match Girl, or Twiggy, who sang it in the TV adaptation of said musical, have a slightly bemused point. Mistletoe and Wine the only title of that song, though. Question four. He's gone. I think you probably know that one, but do you know that it's called 2,000 Miles? So 2,000 Miles, and the artist is The Pretenders. So The Pretenders, or if you said Chrissy Hind, like I said, it's Christmas, go on, have it. Uh, she's the singer, of course, of The Pretenders. Question five was this, of course. So all I want for Christmas is you for the song and Mariah Carey for the artist. The two fairly obvious points to round us off at the end of round one there. False instruments. Well done, you. Round two was second the best. Let's get into it. Question one, most popular main meat for Christmas dinner in the UK. The number one is turkey. Shock, horror. 54% of people polled said that they had turkey as their main meat. Um, So one point if you said turkey. But if you wanted those two points, you would have had to say chicken. 10% of respondents have chicken 
as their main meat for Christmas. I was hoping it would be something like goose, but maybe I've watched a little bit too much Muppets Christmas Carol. So one point for turkey, two points for chicken. Question two was animals mentioned in a visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore. Well, let's read the first bit. "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." The mouse, the first one mentioned there for one point, and then let's skip forward a little bit and see what happens. When what to my wandering eyes did appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. So two points if you guessed reindeer. There are, to my count, two other animals, um, well, arguably mentioned. Uh, One is eagles. More rapid than eagles, his course as they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer, and Vixen is the fourth one, in my opinion. But anyway, that doesn't matter too much. Um, one point for a mouse, two points for reindeer. Question three, countries with land closest to the North Pole. Uh, number one here is Greenland, which is part of Denmark. So either Greenland or Denmark are acceptable answers for one point. And if you said Canada, that will get you your second point. Um, Another candidate here, Russia, too far away. So Denmark or Greenland for one point, Canada for the two points. Question four, Christmas songs with the most different versions on Spotify. According to my source, the number one here is Silent Night, the very most covered, with a massive 26,496 versions on Spotify. And number two here, White Christmas. White Christmas, 20,721 lagging, somewhat behind there, but still an impressive number. White Christmas, two points. Silent Night, one point. And finally, highest grossing Christmas films ever. We've got here, number one, surprisingly enough, um, The Grinch from 2018. Yes, there is the animated version with Benedict Cumberbatch voicing The Grinch. That has apparently taken over $500 million at the box office worldwide. So one point if you said for some reason that, I'll give you the the, uh, Jim Carrey Grinch for that one actually as well, because number two is Home Alone, the family caper from 1990 with Macaulay Culkin. Home Alone, number two in the list, so that will get you two points. The Grinch, in any form, let's say, will get you one point. Uh, Die Hard, in case you're wondering, was on the list here. It came in at number 16 when I checked, and uh, sadly, jingle all the way, only number 18. Sorry, Arnold. That's the end then of the round two answers. Let's move straight on and get through the merry cracks round, the cracker jokes. Number one, what did Adam say the day before Christmas? He said, it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. There we go. Let's move on. Number two, what do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? A stick. It's a stick. Of course it is. Sometimes the simplest answer is the correct one. Question three, why did the snowman rummage through the pile of carrots He was picking his nose. Anything along those lines. He was picking his nose. Snowmen have carrots for noses. If you have to explain the joke, it makes it even funnier. Question four. Why does Santa hate getting stuck in a small chimney? The answer here, because he's claustrophobic. Claws, get it. Great, because he's claustrophobic. And question five. Why does Kate Bush need to turn the heating off? This is apparently one of the top jokes of this year. Because she's running up that bill. Running up that bill. Not bad, that one, I don't think. But uh, now, gladly, that is over round three, and we're going to move straight on to the answers for round four with special guest Father Christmas returning. Here he is. And now it's time for the answers. Question one. If you were the recipient of all the gifts in the 12 days of Christmas, you would receive 364 gifts. Oh, 
what a treat. Okay, so I'll, I'll interrupt to tell you my answers. I thought I knew this, uh, and it's definitely workoutable. So maybe you did. Um, I put incorrectly 360. So with the actual answer being 364, according to Father Christmas, anywhere between 360 and 368 will get you there. Uh, so a little miscount is okay, but if you just had a wild stab, maybe you didn't get it. Uh, if you said 360 exactly or 368, the policy is you get one point because you were just as wrong as me, so we share the two points there. If you're outside the range, no points for you at all. I will keep them. Question two or answer number two here. Question number two. 800 million mince pies were eaten. It seems I'm not the only one who likes those. Wow, 800 million. Some of you out there are eating entirely too many mince pies. Um, I was way off here. I said only 98 million, which I thought was a lot. So the range here is between my answer of 98 million and 1,502 million, as far as I can tell. Do correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's right. So a fairly, basically, if you said more than 98 million and less than a ridiculous, unhinged amount, then you get the two points. Well done to you. Let's hear about question three. Question number three. The Rockefeller Center Christmas tree has 50,000 lights, totaling five miles of wire. Oh, nice bonus fact there from Mr. Christmas. Um, I did a bit better here, but still went under again. I said 36,000. So if you said between 36,000 and 64,000, if you're in the tens of thousands in that range, then you get your two points. Uh, question four was about posh crackers. Question number four. Christmas crackers from Fortnum and Mason are 295 pounds. Wow, are they indeed? Well, someone must be buying them anyway. Um, I put, uh, by the way, that's 358 US dollars. I've looked it up. Or um, you can look up the equivalent in your own currency, can't you? Just to, uh, to get a sense of how gobsmacking that is. I put 120 pounds. The real answer, 295 pounds, means the range for a correct answer is between 120 and 470 pounds. And if you are working in US dollars, I'll give that range to you as well. It's 145 to 570 US dollars. Again, you can work it out if you're working in a different currency. If you put the answer in euros or whatever wacky currency you have down there in Australia. Um, so if you said between those numbers, well done. Question five. And question number five. The most watched Only Fools and Horses Christmas special was watched by... 21.3 million people. Not too shabby, especially if you consider our population here in the UK. I put 18 million here, so not too bad, although it does complete the set of me going under for all five questions. I need to expand my horizon somewhat, it seems. Um, our range here then is between 18 million, my guess, and 24.6 million. A fairly small range, although I've done pretty badly, I realise, on some of the other questions. <laughs> so two points inside the range, no points outside. And uh, for one of the extremes on that range, one point. That's how it works. Thank you very much, Father Christmas. Now all that remains for me to say is have a very Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. What a nice man. Which is lucky because remember, he's watching you all year. 
Thanks again to Father Christmas for some brilliant seasonal stumpers. Did you beat the host, i.e. me? More importantly, did you learn something while simultaneously having something resembling fun? You can get in touch, friend or foe, on social media at quizcupboard or email quizcupboard at gmail.com. I'm John, ever your host, question setter and music maker. The Quiz Cupboard will continue next week on the 28th once you're wearing your third pair of brand new socks. I can hardly wait either. Thanks a lot for coming along. See you then and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.